love it. Oh, Isn't that juicy? I live for this. How did I not know about this? I don't How know. How is shit happening without been, me knowing? I don't know. I've been sitting on this. <laughs> I've never been happy. <laughs> and maybe Matthew Morrison has been sitting on this too. <laughs> Okay, so the story I mentioned to you that I told you I wanted to tell on the pod. Mm -hmm. So I could try and like build this up, but I feel like you're going to just like guess it like 10 seconds in. So I'm just going to come out and say it and then explain. But my mom has another animal she's introduced into the household. I just spoke (laughs) to her on the phone a couple hours ago. (laughs) It's another dog, actually. Oh, is it Peabody's dog? No, no, no. (laughs) She she rescued another dog and she's been trying to do this for months because it's a very specific breed that is hard to find. But she wanted to rescue a golden retriever. And of course, our childhood dog, well, my childhood dog, my best friend Bear is a golden retriever or Mm -hmm. was a golden retriever. And okay, I do think this part's kind of funny. So she's a rescue and she's almost five, but she is never given a name, which is really sad. What? So my mom got to name her. Did she name her Ely for really? No, she named her Claire. (laughs) (laughs) Claire. She named her Claire because Claire rhymes with bear. Claire the words, bear. The words straight from my mom's Wait, mouth. that's so cute. I have a picture and a video and she looks actually strikingly similar to bear. It's kind of creepy. Like my mom told me that when she like held her face in her hands the other day, she started crying because it looked like bear. But this is Claire. Claire. She does look like bear. Oh my and God, what a cutie. I got this video too of her. Look at her. What a happy girl. Apparently she gets along very well with Max and Ruckus. What about the chickens and the rabbits? Oh, she doesn't care about them apparently. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was exciting news. And I think Aww. I'm going to, it's going to be a couple of weeks before I get to go to mom's again, but I'm very excited to go and meet this little lady, little lady, Claire bear. You know, I have yet to see Debbie since I moved here That's now. True. Almost maybe you should come three months ago. <laughs> Imagine how Sherry would interact with them. (laughs) Oh, is Debbie's yard fenced? Yes. (gasps) I could totally bring Sherry. She would lose her mind. Yeah, my mom's got like acres. So, wow, that's lit. Maybe she would try to kill a chicken. That would be why. I feel like she would be scared of them. I don't know. I'd be be interested to see. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, anyway. Do you have, are you actually going to quiz me on pop culture? Like you said last episode? Oh, uh, hell yeah. I got some. Oh my real, I got, hold on. Wait, let me see how many questions I got. One, two, three, oh four, five, six, seven, eight, nine questions. Oh, uh, you couldn't make it to 10? No, I wanted okay. to make it not 10. Just to, <laughs> just to bother me. Uh-huh. Wait, yeah. so what are the parameters of this? Like, is this stuff we've talked about on the pod? You need to be a little clear. Um, not necessarily. It's pop culture, baby. Um, from from like this year? No. Oh my god. It's just like basic pop culture things that pop culture fans would know. Do I get fifty cents a question like you got? Um, yeah, I'll give you fifty cents a Yay! question because I'm I'm not sure how many of these you're gonna get. Okay. I made it. I made it. 
I purposely made it things that you might not get. And it's a mix of question of multiple choice and short answer. So short answer. <laughs> okay, bring it on, baby. You want me to do it right now? Hell yeah. Ooh, okay. Starting off right. All right. This is your first short answer question. <laughs> this you should know. This is something that I think every pop culture fan should know the answer to. Hands okay. down, blink, blink, period.com. You ready? Uh, yeah. Name all of Chris Jenner's grandchildren. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> oh my God. Okay, they're Stormy. Uh-huh. Uh TBD. <laughs> <laughs> TBD what? Formerly known as Wolf. Wolf what? Webster. Jesus uh-huh. Christ. Okay, that's um, two. Uh okay, so that's those two. Mm-hmm. There's fucking uh, North. Mm-hmm. Um, how many are left? Can you at least tell me that? Uh, one, two, three, oh, four, five, six, seven, oh, eight. Oh, There's eight left. <laughs> this is not a short answer. Mason. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Um. Oh Lord, you just mentioned one of them. The other one of Courtney's kids. See, I'm not gonna get this because Courtney has three kids, and I only thought she had one. I don't know. Marlo. Uh, Is that one of them? Marlo. That's a new one. I okay. have to write that down. Okay. Clearly, Marlo. Is, clearly I don't know because I don't know any other names. Are you <laughs> tapping out? Yeah, I'm tapping out. Okay. The answer is Mason, Penelope, and Rain are Courtney's Penelope, kids. Yeah. Stormy and unknown Webster child are Kylie's. <laughs> and Kim has North St. Chicago Psalm. Okay. And then Dream is Rob's child oh, and Lord. True is Courtney's. Okay. Real talk. I've never even heard of the Chicago Palms child. What the fuck is oh, this? Stop. Thing? Chicago Chi- and Psalm are two different children. They have four. Ki- when did this happen? Like in the last okay. three, four years. Chicago's a dumbass name. Can we just acknowledge that? And you don't like Chicago. So <laughs> I don't like Chicago. No. But everybody's predicting already that Chicago is going to be like the it girl of the grandchildren. Oh, my God. All right. (laughs) We'll see about that. Um, Okay. You ready for the next question? Yes. (laughs) The next one is multiple choice. Oh, thank God. (laughs) But I will say all my just just to preface so you don't try and do any kind of crazy stuff in your head. All my multiple Uh, choice answers are by alphabetical order. Oh my God. Okay. So who is the most recent bachelor on ABC's The Bachelor? <gasps> oh my God. I you think ready? I know this actually. Yes. Okay. Yes. It's either A, Clayton, B, Jake, C, Pete, or D, Matt. Okay. Well, you mean like, like the one that just wrapped, not one that's coming up. The one that just wrapped. Yeah. In March. Do you have last names? No last names. Only first names. Say the first two again. A is Clayton. B is Jake. Oh, fuck me. Okay. I know it's not Matt or Pete. Oh my God. I watched the fucking men tell all with Nick for this too. Cause he loves oh, you the bachelor. Did? That's yeah. Awesome. He loves the bachelor. And I remember because Aww. during that, like they Nick revealed like screaming right now. Yeah. <laughs> they revealed for the first time during that, that like the next bachelorette will be two women. So like, mm-hmm. I, I know that. Do I get, I almost did. I almost did. Who are the two women? Oh but God. I didn't, I decided oh, to do the men. Cause I I'm know gonna, you don't like straight men. I'm going to say Clayton. Yes! yes 
Good job. 50 cents for you. Let me write that down. 0.50. All right. This is a short answer question, which you might get. I don't know. Are you ready? Yeah. What is the name of every pop culture lover's quote Sunday paper? End quote. The name Sunday paper? Is it not Demois? I'll give you a hint. Oh, you're close. What is what is the Sunday paper from Demois? I I do not know. Sunday spotted, my guy. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's all right. You got Demois. I'll give you 75 cents for that. Oh, wait. wait. <laughs> 25. Okay. 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 Are you ready? This is a multiple choice. Okay. Where did the iconic Kim, there's people that are dying line take place? A, Bora Bora, B, Hawaii, C, Jamaica, or D, Thailand? Okay. Seriously, I was literally about to tell you like which episode, what happened, but you're asking for the locale. (laughs) Oh my fucking God. Is it Bora Bora? Great job. Great job. I had that in there, the specific locale, because um, they just mentioned it in a recent episode of the the new TV show. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. Okay, you ready for the next question? How many are left? One, two, three, four, five. I'm ready. Okay. Troy Bolton's dad is brother-in-law to which actress in real life? A, Amber Heard, B, Blake Lively, C, Haley Atwell, or D, Nev Campbell? Oh, my God. I feel like I know this. I feel like it's either Nev or Blake. Is it? Oh, my God. Brother-in-law. Brother-in-law. Oh, my God. Is it? Is it Nev Campbell? No, it's Blake Lively. God damn it. <laughs> See, you second guessed yourself. You should have learned from you're, the pro you're, second guessing. You're so right. <laughs> right. Okay, this one you should be able to get. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. You said that what before, is, but okay. <laughs> what is Rihanna's real name? This is a short <gasps> answer. It's yes. not multiple choice. No, you should know this. I don't uh, uh I don't know, Brianna. <laughs> Brianna, are you guys listening to this? I genuinely do not know. You don't even know like one of with? her names. Can you tell me what it starts with? No. <laughs> I, genuinely, you guys, I have no idea. You don't even know what her last name is. For 25 cents, I'll give you the uh, last name. Bad gal. <laughs> oh my God. Are you tapping out? Because I'm Yeah, I don't know. Robin Fenty. Oh wow! I honestly thought she just made that up. You got it. <laughs> okay. Whoops. All right. <laughs> this is a good one. Okay. How many times has Kim Kardashian been married? <gasps> Wait, I know this. Oh my god, I know this. I know this. I feel like I do. Oh my God, it's two or three. Hold on. I'm going to say three. Correct. Yes. Great job. Yes. That's 50 cents right there. That's right. All I'm right. already surpassed you from last week. So, <laughs> anyway, um, last two, last two. Which artist made history in 2020 as the youngest winner of the Grammys Big Four? Billie Eilish. 
And okay. <laughs> right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. This one, I will give you a dollar if you can get this right. A whole It's the last one. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what were the two jersey numbers Kobe Bryant wore with the Los Angeles Lakers? Girl, I think it was 88 was one of them. <laughs> no, 86. 86. 84. There was an eight on it. There was an eight. There's an eight. Am I wrong? 81. There's an eight on there. Sure. 82. <laughs> 83. 84. <laughs> well, clearly there are two I, separate numbers. Girl, I don't fucking know. RIP. That's all I got to say. Okay. Um, sure, he's mad eight. at me. <laughs> sure, he's mad at me. And number eight and number 24. Okay. So I did get the eight part right. I just shouldn't have oh. said anything extra. Yeah, you did too much. <laughs> all right. Well, okay. so my Congrats. spoils are what? A $2.25? You, uh, let's see. That's one, two. Yep. two twenty-five. Hey, you know my Venmo. You survived. Congrats. Wow. We should do this more often. This is fun. Mm. What should I quiz no. you on next week? Gay culture for pride? No, we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> you mean gay culture well, that's black culture? Or which, uh, which gay culture are you referring to? Oh, I see what you're doing. Huh. I don't know. Okay. TBD. TBD. Anyway, we should we could just keep pat. We should keep them going back and forth like um, small sums of money. <laughs> no, I don't think that's a good idea. All right. <laughs> well, shall we get started then? That was a lovely little quiz. Yeah. Congrats. OK, so thank you. Um. So I, I'm not really going to talk about news this week because the news has been dominated, of course, by the uh, Uvalde, Texas school shooting um, that actually took place last Tuesday. So we could have talked about it when we recorded last week. But to be honest, you guys, I hadn't heard about it until after we were done recording. So we're going to talk about it now, but only briefly because that's pretty much been dominating the news cycle. And I just have a couple of things to say. First of all, uh, you know, we continue to need gun control in this country. It's actually really fucking sad, the state that we're in. Uh, despite all the numbers, you know, gun lobbyists prevail and clueless, lazy politicians prevail, unfortunately. Uh, and now kids we mean are Ted Cruz specifically. Oh, I'll get there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just really, really sad and scary. And of course, there have been reports that the police response was not adequate and potentially lives could have been saved. Uh, I think I saw something today where the shooter was in the building for 77 minutes before the police even attempted to stop him. The police were like holding the parents back. Yeah. So that's not good. I think you should be more concerned about other things. If you didn't know, fuck the police. Yeah. Um, I don't know. One story that like made me really fucking sad was uh, one of the teachers that was murdered um, she passed away and then her husband passed away two her days husband, later yeah. of a heart attack, um, which is basically broken heart syndrome. Mm-hmm. And that's just really sad. So uh, we don't know like the, the motives yet, but the motives don't really matter. We just need gun control. And I'm sick of the NRA. Also, a sincere fuck you to all the Republicans that pulled out of the NRA conference that's happening. Oh my God. Thinking literally. that that means anything. You're they saving thought your they ass. Ate with that. They were like, no. we're making a statement. No, you're saving your ass no. PR wise. You're not doing anything. 
And now I would, yes, I moving on to the garbage human being, Ted no, Cruz, Ted who Cruz. is his still speaking at the conference. Literally um, garbage. Ted Cruz is an absolute piece of shit human being. And I think he's one of those people where it's okay to wish death upon him. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I, he's a despicable human being. If you want no, any proof, is. you guys he's look up the, the video of someone confronting him about the shooting and the lies he spouts and the misdirects he spouts and the gaslighting is just incomprehensible. And that's just also, one thing he said out of thousands. In relation to this, I saw on Twitter last night, somebody compiled every tweet that he's done like after mass shootings. And he literally has a template. He says the exact same thing and it just changes the location of the shooting every single time. He literally has a template you guys, for mass shootings. Thoughts and prayers, right? literally um i also want to extend a sincere fuck you to greg abbott which we've done before oh on this God. podcast fuck but he's greg also a despicable piece of shit human being um i mean i don't want to like say i applaud beto o'rourke for what he said at that press conference but like someone had to say something and greg abbott's absolute lack of response um oh my God. i just think he's despicable and the fact too that he like has criticized speaking of twitter he's criticized gun control bills on twitter it's like okay well clearly your thoughts and prayers don't mean shit if you're there are no thoughts there are no thoughts being thought and then you know i don't i'm not we know i'm not a fan of biden but i continue to not be a fan either because he oh my god basically was like action needs to be taken okay well fucking take it it's the politicians being it. like someone needs to do something when like quite literally they are someone like fucking do something. I think it's just heartbreaking because like these, this, these families, like hundreds and hundreds of lives have been affected by this tragedy. These families aren't going to get justice. Um, you know, the shooter is dead, but they're also not going to get justice in the way of gun control because we just know it's not going to happen. Like it's a pattern. It keeps happening over and over. And it's, it's just it's awful. And the fact that like now all this talk is, is going towards how schools can defend themselves. It's like putting the burden on schools. There's, and aside from that, there's just tons of research that shows that putting officers, school resource officers and police officers in schools has the opposite effect of what you want. And it affects students negatively, mentally, academically mm-hmm. and it doesn't prevent crime clearly there were literally cops at the school that did jack shit yeah when there was an active shooter that they knew about in the school so i'm sick of that narrative and i'm also sick of people blaming mental health while not while simultaneously not trying to improve mental health resources in schools or anywhere for that matter exactly yeah there's there's all this talk about what schools can be doing or should be doing, but I bet your ass school funding is not going to be increased to implement no. these things. And then they expect That's teachers to happen. be like on the front lines and pay them like shit. Don't give them any protection and yeah. continue to treat them like shit. Yeah. So it's absolutely despicable. Uh, these lives were lost for basically no reason. I mean, I know I'm kind of speaking maybe out of turn because it only has been a week and we don't know if this is going to bring about any legislation, but let's just be honest. If it does, it's probably going to fail because politicians don't give a shit because the gun lobbies are too strong and politicians are in the pockets of corporations and lobbyists. And it's just really, 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 really unfortunate. And once again, fuck Ted Cruz and fuck Greg Abbott. Literally fuck those motherfuckers. Mm -hmm. So that's all I have to say. Period. We can go on to music now if you'd like. All right. Well, 
switching gears completely. Yes. Um, talking about Harry Styles. <laughs> Uh, as it was, his first single from his recent album, Harry's House, has returned to number one on the Hot 100. If y'all haven't been paying attention, as it was and Jack Harlow's song, um, um, something of first class. I'm in a, uh, I don't know the words. <laughs> I'm in a. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what he says? Yes, I'm as a... <laughs> it was and first class have been like dueling it out for the number one spot on the Hot 100. Now Harry is back at the top. And he has three other songs from Harry's house that are within the top 10 of the hot 100. And he now joins the Beatles as the only British acts ever with four concurrent top tens on the hot. Oh, 100. wow. What are the three other tracks? I'm curious. Um, music for sushi restaurant is one of them. Hold on. Let me actually click on the link that I linked. Um, the ant farm song. The Ant Farm song. You oh, I, yes. No, okay. yes, I know. At first I was like, what do you, I thought you meant like a physical Ant Farm. So I was like, what? <laughs> okay, in order, it's as it was, um, like I just said, Late Night Talking, which is my favorite song on the album. And then um, Music for a Sushi Restaurant is at number eight. Number nine is Matilda. Mm, interesting. Not the ones I would pick, but we'll get there later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. And speaking of more charts, um, Stranger Things 4 sends Kate Bush up to number one on the iTunes charts. So we'll see if the song that they use in the show, Running Up That Hill, which is iconic Slaps. in that moment. Yeah. yeah. Um, will be on the Hot 100. I'm so curious how it's going to do on like the big chart because it's also been trending on Spotify. So I'm like, ooh. It's just so funny to me because I feel like for the longest time, Kate Bush has been such a like niche figure and now all of a sudden a song that's like almost 40 years old of hers is just I like know. super popular it really that's why goes i love to show, this stuff it's so interesting yeah. like how media influences so many different things and even like just tiktok in general like how songs that like don't get as much traction when they were released can like reappear actually lizzo is a great example of this because lizzo released truth hurts years before it appeared in the Netflix movie, something great. And then Netflix used it in the movie. And that's what popularized the song truth hurts. Yeah. And drag race, I kind of started it because they did good as hell as a lip sync song. And I feel like no one knew who Lizzo was before that. Yeah. So yes, media so, does influence music industry in very interesting ways. Very, 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 especially with Stranger Things, obviously taking place in the eighties, like using songs that are like much, much older. It's yeah. very fascinating. The youths are getting cultured now. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's all I have for music. <laughs> okay. Well, I have lots for entertainment so much. In fact, as I had to cut a story about Elon Musk getting harassed on Twitter by a gaming news site. That was fun. If you guys want to know more about that, please look it up. It's very funny. Uh, just a little too long to explain. But I do want to talk about Star Wars because Star Wars Celebration finally happened uh, over the weekend. I have no clue why they decided to do it on Memorial Day weekend, but they did. And there wasn't that much news, absolutely zero film news, which is disappointing to me. Um, is it really though? <laughs> it is for reasons I'll talk about later i'll just put it that way um i prefer films over television so yes but we did get a trailer for andor which is the next uh star wars series after obi-wan kenobi 
and it's premiering on August 31st with a two episode launch. And this one's going to be 12 episodes. God damn. And they already confirmed that they're, they will be filming a part two, which will be another 12 episodes. Did you watch this trailer? You love Rogue One. I sent you the trailer. Yeah, but you you love Rogue One, so I would love to know your thoughts on it. I love Rogue One. Honestly, I liked the trailer. I thought it was, okay, it didn't give us, like, too much into, like, a lot of, like, the plot. It was a very good teaser. It was a teaser trailer. It did what it needed to do. It got me excited. I love Rogue One. I watch it all the time, despite it being really sad. But (laughs) I was saying to Zach when I first saw the trailer that, I am excited for this show because I really liked Cassian's character in Rogue One. And I feel like he obviously was like super jaded, but like they never even like really tapped into why he was like that. And so I'm really excited not to get his like more of him um, just to see more of Diego Luna. He's adorable. His little face. I just want to also love how brown Star Wars is becoming. Yes, well, that's actually a good segue to the next story, but I need oh. to say first, um, uh, let's just say I think Obi-Wan Kenobi, the show, not the character, makes me a little less excited for Andor. <gasps> okay, wait, I didn't watch Obi-Wan yet, so we can't talk too much about it. Okay, well, I'm still going to give my thoughts. Spoiler alert, it's my media moment. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll watch it. I think 12 episodes is a lot. Like, come on, you guys. 12. I feel like with the six episode ones, they lag. Well, it depends. I'm hoping that this one will be very fast paced. Let's hope. Yes. It's not on Tatooine. (laughs) I mean, I didn't see a desert in the trailer, so thank fucking God. (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) After episode two, it's just on Tatooine. I might have to tap out after that. (laughs) I can't. They're like, (laughs) psych. Anyway, speaking of Star Wars, and brown people, like you said. So the best part of Obi-Wan Kenobi is mm-hmm. Moses Ingram, who plays an Inquisitor named Reva. She's Love fucking Black fierce women. and she does not mess around. Hashtag Black Power. Um, like, no, I'm not going to spoil it. But anyway, um, yeah, so she plays don't. she plays Inquisitor Reva, but she revealed on social media the other day that hundreds of racist messages have been sent to her by fans since the series Sounds debuted on Friday. Familia. The racist messages include use of the N-word as well as claims that she was nothing but a, quote, diversity hire. Um, But something I thought was really cool and Disney actually like standing up for someone for once, unlike um, Kelly Marie Tran didn't do shit for her, did they? Um, They, the Star Wars Twitter account uh, tweeted out that we are proud to welcome Moses Ingram to Star Wars family and excited for Reva's story to unfold. If anyone intends to make her feel in any way unwelcome, we have only one thing to say, we resist, which sounds a little bit like girl boss, but they did follow it up with another tweet that said, there are more than 20 million sentient species in the Star Wars galaxy. Don't choose to be a racist, which I think is a little bit more impactful. That's yeah, that's better. It's still a little corny, but, um, you know, at least they said something, you know, again, like Kelly yeah. Marie Tran was literally like drowning in racism Quaking. and they were like, yeah. what? Let's just write her out of the movies. Yep, basically, they were like, oh, shit, the haters don't like this one character. We're going to have to just get rid of her. Yeah, I feel bad for her. But then that again, that happened before 2020 when everyone realized that black people. Right. Matter. Exactly. So, yeah. so, right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> also, I will say there's literally only like what, like one other black woman 
in the uh, Star Wars universe. Mm, that should be our next pop. That culture lady quiz. on a horse. Name and Rise every of Skywalker. black woman in in Star <laughs> Wars. Okay, then two others because I'm thinking of like Thandie Newton in uh, Solo was the first Ooh, black woman. She died. In Star Wars. Yes, <laughs> yes, she did. The first black woman in Star Wars died. So that's cool. Okay. Um, Let's hope Reva doesn't die. I know she's a bad guy, but she is really cool. So we love a bad bitch. Yeah. And she has natural hair, which is awesome. Amazing. Anyway, uh, moving on. I have lots of entertainment stories. Like I said, let's talk about Stranger Things season four, which also dropped on Friday. I rolled up to Ely's at like 1030 in the morning and y'all, we, we got through all did nine that hours shit. of it. <laughs> we did that shit. I I sent that in my in our in the Slack group chat today at work, really? and my coworker was like, had mad respect for us. So <laughs> yeah, we I had mad powered, respect for us too. We really we were did powered that. by vegan donuts and pizza and chicken nuggets, basically. Wow. Yeah, that was uh, yeah. I'm proud of us for reasons we will discuss in a second. But before we get to that, uh, it did set a Netflix opening weekend record. It racked up 286.8 million hours of viewing time just for the weekend, May 25th through 27th. Uh, that's because the episodes were so goddamn long. That too. Uh, but it, it blew past the previous record holder, which was set recently, actually, by season two of Bridgerton, which only <gasps> had 193 phone? million hours. So it almost Whoa. surpassed that by 100 million hours. I feel like they're purposely using the hours metric, though, because of the fact that Stranger Things will obviously beat that because there's just more content well i actually do prefer this over the old method because they used to count you remember when they used to say if someone watched three minutes of something it counted as a view they used to do it that way which is bogus so i actually i guess they can't do like individual accounts because they know that multiple people use the same account exactly so i think this is the best we're gonna get but anyway you guys it's your favorite Mm -hmm. segment stealth media moment because I thought Ely was going to make this her meeting moment, but she didn't. So I we're going to talk about it. I couldn't in good conscience. We're going to talk about it now. Um, so we could do this without spoilers, right? I think yeah. we can. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've, been, I've been letting everybody and their brother know oh. without spoilers. Everybody's been coming to me. So, what are your thoughts? Oh. I'm like, oh, I'll tell you my so, thoughts. So tell them. Tell them. Okay. I have it broken down into multiple tiers. Ooh. Ooh. Um, so tier one, my biggest complaint is that the time for each episode, the length was just not justified, not warranted because we identify that there were a lot of moments that were, that felt purposefully drawn out for the drama that like didn't really have that the impact that they thought it did. Yes. Um, and I feel like if you would have just cut those out, that would have saved a lot of time. Let's remind people that, uh, these episodes, there were seven episodes for part one, Six of them were an hour and 15 minutes. One of them was an hour and four minutes. And the seventh one was an hour and 38 minutes, AKA well over feature film. Literally, yeah. Yeah. I mean, how long is Paddington? Paddington <laughs> is less than an hour and 38 minutes. <gasps> See? Okay. There you go. So that bitch was long and I honestly didn't think it needed to be. All right. Tier two, level Ooh. two complaint. Okay. It, we're going down. The numbers are going up, but the tiers are getting smaller. Okay. <laughs> my next, my next tier is that there was just too much happening. We talked about this. Mm-hmm. I personally feel like they did not need to have four separate storylines going all at once. That's too much. I agree. One of them it just made cut. the pacing very slow. And the thing is, 
especially because over the weekend, um, Therese was visiting me and she was like, I've never watched stranger things. I don't know anything about stranger things. I want to watch stranger things this weekend. And I was like, all right, I just spent a whole day watching stranger things, (laughs) but I started rewatch, like going back and watching the early seasons with her. And something that we love about the early seasons is how fucking fast it was. It was like, boom, 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 boom. Shit was going down like super fast. And this was super slow paced because they have so much stuff going on. It was too much. Yeah, that like and, uh, not enough would happen. Like you would you would sit there, you'd be like, I just right. sat through an hour and 15 minute episode, but because there's four storylines and they have to cut between they them. They can only progress so far. Exactly. In this time frame. It felt like there was very little progress. And and yes. I really think the one that should have been cut is oh the Hopper God. and Russia storyline because literally, you guys, the only thing that happened over the course of seven episodes is okay one spoiler like they free him like that's what happens <laughs> in the storyline basically but that's the thing. they barely they got to him i wouldn't even say <laughs> free. they didn't yeah. even clear the prison yet they got, they got to him, to him. Yeah. they got to him that's it you guys that's it so and like you said i think another aspect another one of the four storylines could have been cut and had zero effect on the outcome of the finale California. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, this isn't a spoiler. Team California could have been cut. Like, you'll see it right away. You, you'll understand the four distinct storylines very quickly. Team California could have been cut. Sorry. I mean, and you know what also upsets me is the fact that they spent so much time having to progress, like, the main four storylines that they haven't been able to, like, tap into the, like, side plot, like, the subplot stuff. Like, I want to see Will Gay, okay? I, I want to see let, let's Nancy talk about that. and Steve, okay? I want to see... Other stuff yeah. other than what's going on. Well, let's I want to talk see about Robin that. and yeah. that girl and band that she let's, likes. Let's talk about how the two gay storylines were dropped. Like, first of all, the whole Robin crushing on that girl and band. I thought it was going to be interesting because she said, like, oh, in a small town like this, you I can't just like take the risk of like hitting on her. Right, right. Literally dropped after the first episode. We never see that girl again. And then Will. You know, everyone, this is kind of one of those like fandom willing something into existence somewhat uh, with Will's sexuality, but they finally tap into it like the tiniest bit here. And it's just very much giving like, this is the representation we've been getting for years and decades. And it's just not enough. I'm tired of the cock teasing. Like, wait, I have a very interesting tweet to read to you that I purposely didn't send to you because I was like, oh, this will be an interesting discussion. Okay. So Noah Schnapp, who plays Will. Yes. said this in regards to how the Duffers handle Will's sexuality. Ready for this quote? Mm-hmm. I feel like they never really address it or blatantly say how Will is. I think that's the beauty of it, that it's just up to the audience's interpretation, oh which we God. know is like the go-to straight person thing to say mm-hmm. about their character's sexuality being like ambiguous. And people are pointing out like some of the things that were like, that actually I missed. So they posted this clip from the trailer, like a screenshot from the trailer. Yeah. And they were pointing out that his hero presentation is Alan, Alan Turing. Tur- yes. Famed gay man. Yes. Yes. And then wait, and then somebody posted that. <laughs> that the, yeah, him laughed at of him yeah. walking. Where you said <laughs> somebody posted that, but then somebody quoted that tweet and said, "Only straight people would think it's beautiful to never acknowledge gayness." And I was like, yes, exactly. everybody's sick of that. I saw that tweet and I was like, oh God. Yeah, it was just completely just dropped. Anything. And, and I'm not one of those people like, I, I mean, I love that we have shows like Heartstopper like we have now where it is centered around like queer joy, but I'm not saying, I like, I think queer people can 
and queer characters can be allowed to have tragedies. And I think there's lots of drama to be mined from the intersecting of Will's trauma from being in the upside down and all that mixed with like being gay in the eighties and crushing on your best friend who is right. probably not gay and they're not probably doing it. Not. They're just letting it sit there and they, and they're he comes off guess. as a, like a whiny bitch. I'm sorry, but he does. He comes <laughs> off as someone who's like a third wheel and he's not interesting yeah. at all. It's very frustrating. Very so you're upset. right. The character moments are so lacking despite all the time they have. And like, I was just thinking about this the other day, Jonathan, nothing to do. Literally, nothing I, to do. going back and watching Jonathan and Nancy's like arc from season one and season two, it was just like, even it made it even more disappointing about what they did with Jonathan because Therese was commenting on like how, like how great Jonathan was for Nancy and how like good to her he was like in the sense that like he was more proactive about listening to her on like her concerns with how they were handling Barb and like Barb's death. And I feel like all of that development that they made with him was gone now that he's just like, they've made him just a dumb stoner in this season. Yeah. Do you have any other tears? Are dumb, but they made him dumb. Um, hold on. Let me go back to my messages. I feel like there was one more tear that I had. Hold on. Do I have any more tears to discuss? Let me see. Do you? Yeah. I don't know. I definitely think the length was a problem. The the thing that made it watchable is the thing the like the most commendable thing I can say besides the cast is like Netflix spent the money on this and it definitely shows and it feels cinematic. Like the effects are probably the best CGI on television that I've seen. Um, and just the cinematography and the music and set design, all that is like super duper great. You guys it's, it makes it watchable and, and easier to digest, but yeah, it just felt very plotting. Like we said, and, and like also repetitive. I, it feels like they keep saying Hawkins is cursed to cover up the fact that this feels like, okay, how many times is upside down going to open up and we're going to have like, all the kids are going to figure out how to defeat it. Cause this is like the fourth time now, or like 3.5 times. And it's, it's feeling like a little tired to me. I know that might seem funny, to those who are like, Zach, you love the MCU and it's just villains and superheroes fighting all the time. But I feel like- Yeah, it's but it's not like we have four movies with this exact same villain. Yeah. Did you Sorry, discover a third my tier? Shirt. My messages are tripping out. I can't remember what my third tier was, but I'm sure we'll bring it up again after volume two. Yes. So volume two is coming. I I will watch it. I just don't feel particularly we can't motivated. Watch it we can't watch it together because of uh, our traveling situation for that weekend, but I will watch it. I just don't know if I'll watch it like immediately and I'll watch both of them together because you guys, these two episodes are apparently close to two and a half hours a piece. <sighs> yeah, Those are not episodes like Jesus Christ. I just really hope that they don't do this for season five, which is apparently the last. Yeah. And I also hope they don't wait as long. Obviously there's been a pandemic, but I feel like right. the, the wait in between two did not really help matters. I hope that they take our critiques into consideration. Yeah. My favorite part of the show was when Eleven was presenting a school project and she pronounced diorama as Dirayama. I thought that was so funny. <laughs> I actually like that too, just to like show how, even though she's like advanced so far, she's still like not perfect. Yeah. I will say, okay, let me, let me end on something good. I will say I love the show and I don't think they can truly ever make like garbage content like you said they've spent money on it it visually looks really good um and you know what after watching this season I just like thought I was like Netflix got like the most 
nerdiest motherfuckers and they were like make this show and just like put your whole heart and soul into it and they did and it shows like people the like dungeons and dragons references the music tie-ins like just the way that everything's written like you know the people that made this show like really care about like all of this stuff and like care about making it look really good and it does it shows like truly i'm going to like miss looking forward to that to seeing more stranger things but i mean hey you only have a month to wait till the rest of season two so i I mean season four season two (laughs) part two it's getting confusing overall though i'm yeah we're disappointed disappointed. (sighs) so now that we got that off our chest i got a couple more stories for entertainment so this i just want to mention briefly just because i think it's funny that this is starting to happen so now that like years have passed since you know films started being made and and popular culture really started picking up in like the early 20th century we have some properties that are entering the public domain and one of those is a.a milne's original winnie the pooh books they've been in the public domain now for five months and so this guy this indie director has decided to make a horror film and it's called winnie the pooh blood and honey and the plot is Pooh and Piglet are the main villains going on a rampage after being abandoned by a college-bound Christopher Robin. And they can oh, do this legally shit. because it's in the public domain. And I just think that's I feel like this really is funny. the Toy Story 3 that we all wanted but didn't uh, get. <laughs> we'll see in like, I don't know, like 100 years, people can make Toy Story movies. It's just weird how that happens. I wonder if public domain law is going to like change it all, but... It's fascinating to me. Yeah, this will be interesting. This is like the first time we get to see something like this. Yeah. Wow. How lucky we are to be alive right now. Hamilton uh, quote. Oh my God. Uh, you know who's not lucky to be alive? <laughs> Matthew Morrison. Oh, um, stop. That was <laughs> fucked up. I'm Take sorry. It- <laughs> He's just a very strange man. Uh, so for those of you who don't recall, Matthew Morrison, of course, I was going to say famous, but I think infamous is more appropriate <laughs> for playing... Uh, creepy teacher William Schuster on Glee. Well, Matthew Morrison has exited the newest season of So You Think You Can Dance as a judge after failing to comply with competition production protocols. Does that mean he's anti-vax? I don't know. He said in a statement, I'm going to read the statement and then we're going to, okay. we're going to come up with a hypothesis. Okay. He said, having the opportunity to be a judge on So You Think You Can Dance was an incredible honor for me. Therefore, it is my deepest regret to inform you that I will be leaving the show. This is like mid-season, by the way. After filming the audition <laughs> rounds for the show and completing the selection of the 12 finalists, I did not follow competition pro- production protocols, preventing me from being able to judge the competition fairly. <gasps> I cannot apologize enough to all involved, and I will be watching alongside you all on what I know will be one of the best seasons yet. Okay, here's my theory. It's scandal. I, oh, I, my God. I do not think it's vaccine because how in the hell would no, they let him film? No. You know what I think it is? He had a sexual affair. Yes, this <laughs> motherfucker slept with one of the contestants. Oh, I love it. Oh, Isn't that juicy? I live for this. How did I not know about this? I don't how know. How's shit happening without been, me knowing? I don't know. I've been sitting on this. <laughs> I've never been happy. <laughs> and maybe Matthew Morrison has been sitting on this too. oh my god wait that is hilarious oh i love it he had to release a statement and everything i can't wait i can't yeah i love this shit 
<laughs> uh, and the last entertainment wow. story I have is um, Sims 4, which is the most recent Sims game. It actually has been out for a few years, but it's one of those games they can like constantly uh, update and whatnot. There is a new update that allows anyone to use custom pronouns on their Sim. Hard to believe that The Sims has been around since like 1998, and now you can choose a pronoun that's not he or her. Crazy that it's taken that long, but it's a thing, and I guess woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. It's also crazy how long Sims Four specifically has been has been around, and and this is yeah. just now coming out. Yep, but hmm. I mean, yay! They said, yeah, I right. <laughs> Oh my God. Bare minimum for Pride Month, starting I'm it out right. Sick. Oh, I can't wait till we can go dive into doing a round two of laughing at Target's. Oh, Pride Target's collection. is already Remember? out. I know, but I can't wait for us to do that here on this podcast. We should. Okay. Next week, baby. Okay. We should bring Nick in again. Remember <gasps> the Pride oh. episode we did last year? We, we, yeah. we, did, we, we had a laugh. Low key, you guys. Nick brought in, Nick made it our third most listened to episode ever. So maybe Nick, you should come back. Nick, Nick, <laughs> Nick, 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 Nick. <laughs> um, but that's the end of entertainment. <laughs> All right. Wonderful. Well, um, I don't, I wanted to say like, speaking of like cool guys, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like Nick? <laughs> to segue into my, my first story of pop culture. This is actually kind of good connecting because it's somewhat entertainment. So we've talked about on this podcast how they've been keeping the synopsis to the Barbie movie under wraps and how we're yeah. like so confused as to what this movie's about. I honestly don't think, I think they're going to keep it that way. So Simu Liu, this article that I linked is actually about how he had to wax his whole body for his role in this movie Ooh. and how he said it was so painful and he respects a lot of women who get this done every month, blah, blah, blah. Oh my God. But I feel like the more important part of the story is like further down in the article where he says that he finds all of the internet speculation around the plot. It He says it's, quote, giving him life, unquote. And Why so- is it interesting? <laughs> Because and then, well, then he can, goes on to say that, like, the less you know, the better. And so I'm like, what the fuck is this movie about? <laughs> I will say I go back and forth on this. I'm so excited to see this movie. I am. Um, too. I can't decide if I would hate it if it was a story where like the a dolls come to life or if I would love it or mm. if I would love it more if like they were just like living in the Barbie world. And like these are like yeah. the characters. You yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. I think I would like that option better, better than like, coming to but life. also it seems it, so it appears that all these like casting announcements I've seen from other sources that it's like multiple Barbies and multiple Ken's. <gasps> so like Issa Rae is going to be a Barbie. Oh, that's awesome. Margot Robbie is obviously a Barbie. And I think Simu Leo is going to be one of the Ken's. Honestly, that's a great choice. Yeah. So I think that's pretty cool. But again, like, what the fuck is this movie about? And also, what do you think it's going to be rated? Oh, that's do good. We think well, it's going to be like an adult. It's going to be PG-13. Is it, is it going to be like the Alvin and what movie did you just watch? Chip and Dale? Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers? <laughs> yeah. I, it's definitely going to be PG-13 because they want like young people to be able to, relatively young people to be able to see it. I don't think they would ever make it PG because then adults probably wouldn't see no, it. No, no. But, but I'm, I'm thinking the other way. Would they make it rated R? No, because they at the end of the day, Warner Brothers wants their money. So they want to bring <laughs> families in. That's true. You're right. But 
I have faith in the filmmakers. We will be seeing it. I'm confident. Yeah, I'm very excited. So that's cool. On a more exciting, interesting note. (laughs) Well, not exciting for one of the parties involved. People are suspecting that Megan Fox is like totally over Machine Gun Kelly because of her body language at the Billboard Music Awards and like after the awards from like videos that are coming out. Sure, he's really sad about this. I know. (laughs) Why is she whining? It's okay. She's She's not getting enough attention. Oh. Just like MGK. Oh, oh, that's perfect. So I don't know if you have time, look up the videos. Basically, M- like Machine Gun Kelly is like very grossly into PDA as we've seen. And I think that Megan Fox is just like over it. Like at the <laughs> Billboard Music Awards, she's literally just standing there like dull face. And he's like talking about how it's his baby's birthday and they're going to celebrate. And she's like, ew, <laughs> just staring at the- <laughs> so bad. It's so uncomfortable. Sherry's also uncomfortable. I know. Um, I'm literally almost done, Sherry. Please let me get through. Okay, this. don't give her too much hope. We got two meaty moments in a story to get I through. I know. Still. Well, I'm done with that story that I just said. Uh, so okay. Oh, uh, <laughs> he was like, not on my watch. Put her in your lap. Let yeah, me see that little baby. Hey, Sherry. Hey, girl. Come here. Oh. Come here. Look. Say hi to your gunky. Hey. Ah. Why don't you tell everyone how much fun you had this weekend with your gunky and your funky? Oh, yeah, you guys, we determined that Nick is right going going to go by funky. Mm-hmm. Why? Fun uncle. Fun uncle. Mm-hmm. And I'm the gay uncle because Nick's got Nick's not gay, apparently. <laughs> apparently not. <laughs> Say hi. Maybe Take we could picture. be maybe we could be Garfunky and Oats or something. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, did, you, did, you, what? did you say Garfunkel and Oats? Yeah. Like Hall and Oats and Simon and Garfunkel. Oh shit, yeah. That is the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. I'm going Whoops. to be saying that a lot from now on. Okay, go ahead. Garfunkel and Oats. <laughs> That's my bad. Oh my god. Okay. Sherry, is it your moment to shine? Are you having fun just sitting here staring at yourself? All right, let's move on. Okay, Okay, sorry. The next and last story I have for pop culture, Dominic Fike and Hunter Schaefer have been obviously dating for like the entire year, but now it's like official because Dominic Fike actually confirmed it in a recent interview with GQ saying that they're very much in love. And they're cute. He talked about like what it was like filming some scene, like some of the like tough, more emotional scenes with Mm -hmm. Hunter there and like all that cute shit, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm hella jaded. So I'm like Uh, happy for them. But yeah, they're hella cute. I mean, we knew they were dating, right? Like it was obvious. They were like literally holding hands. Foregone conclusion. Making out on Instagram. So Uh. (laughs) very happy for them. Um, You know, we love it when co-stars date. I think it's cute. Yes. I like it when co-stars who aren't dating on the show start dating in real life. Yeah. They did fuck on the show, so it's like okay, but their similar. characters are not like in a relationship yet. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> I didn't watch Euphoria, so I don't know. She watched it through Twitter. I just know when <laughs> Rue slaps Elliot, yes, in the face, she goes, Fuck you. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> I love that. Love Zendaya, hate we men. Love her. <laughs> <laughs> but you do love one man you want to talk about it in your meaty moment because oh, you're going I first love this man you guys 
It's time for the Media Moment. What a great segue. The one man that I do love, as y'all know from <laughs> listening to this podcast, dare I say it again, my birthday buddy, <laughs> Harry Styles. <laughs> Harry's house is my media moment for the week. And I will say I couldn't in good conscience make Stranger Things my media moment because aside from anger, I haven't thought about it that much since Friday. But you know what <laughs> I have been thinking about every single day. Harry's new album. I thought and you told me it was fine. I know. I was just going to say that I, upon first listen, I thought it was fine, but now it's like all I've been listening to, which is great because I feel like I didn't really get that from the Kehlani album. Like that's what I was hoping would be like the new thing, the new, all I listened to, but it's Harry's house. Yeah. I listened to it like three times today. I was at the pool just listening to Harry's house on Ricky. Favorite tracks, name them. Um, okay. Hold on. Let me pull up the album. Cause I feel like I need it visually. Wow. Not a true fan. Did you hear that? No. <laughs> oh. Did it start playing? No, no, no. Shuri just jumped off of my lap and it like made a really loud sound. Oh. Okay. My favorite songs are music for a sushi restaurant, late night talking, and cinema. Those mm. are my top three. If I had to include top four, I would include as it was. But see, I too have listened to the album mm-hmm. all the way through. I'm Congrats. doing really good this year at like listening to albums that you recommend or Jack that I know you're going to listen out. to. Yeah. Um, I love grape juice that I added that to grape my summer playlist. And I love daylight as well, which I also added to my summer playlist and I continue to love as it was. Wow. Yeah. I'm surprised you have a whole top three. I you like this album. Don't you? I thought some of it was like a little, redundant and i don't think there's like lots of original ideas but it sounds it sounds interesting like sonically and no that's actually a good point originality wise it doesn't get as many points as fine line did fine line i think was harry's most like unique album and i was disappointed that boyfriends wasn't a buy song I really thought it was. I was like, ooh. And then we what got there. I was like, oh, it's about a lady. <laughs> yeah, I haven't gotten that yet from Harry, but he's again another like straight presenting person that isn't going to comment on their sexuality or whatever, which is fine. Ugh. He doesn't have to. He doesn't owe that to any of us. No, I guess. But, you know, it would be nice for him to come out and be like, hey, you we know. all know it. I know. <laughs> like, there's no way. There's no way he doesn't. There's there's no way he doesn't like guys. I'll say there's no way he hasn't tried stuff with guys. Yeah, I'll give him that. And I also feel like the 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 definition that we have for what like bisexuality is, or even just like queerness in general, has expanded so much that it's hard to fit him into a box. We don't know. We may never know. Yeah. We know one thing for sure, and it's that Harry Styles is not a straight-lined type of man. Oh, I thought you were going to say, we know he's talented (laughs) or something. (laughs) We know that he's talented. (laughs) All right. If anyone would say that, it'd be you. It'd be you. Yeah, whatever. I think he's, of course, I think he's talented. I love him. I'm going to lick his face. Oh, my God. And we are excited to see Don't Worry Darling see him show off his acting chops. 
Mm-hmm. Is it cinema about Olivia Wilde? <gasps> is it? I should listen to it again. I don't it know. totally is. I don't. I mean, like it's called together. cinema. So. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. <laughs> yeah. Remember. <laughs> what? <laughs> remember when you? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting to you guys. I don't know what this is about. When you went to that movie in high school, and you saw those people fucking in that movie. Oh my God. What just made you think of this? Because he said cinema. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. For, for those of you who don't know, for those of you who don't know, I just, I guess I retold this story recently. But when I went to go see that god awful Zack Snyder movie, oh Sucker Punch, God. in high school, came out in 2011, I think, it was me. And just two other people in the theater and it was a couple and I'm 95% sure they were having sex because she was sitting on his lap bouncing up and down. This is my favorite story. And and they probably were like, this movie's so bad. And it was. They just were thinking of like you who like cares so much about like the sanctity of our movie (laughs) theaters and having to play witness to that in your your holy place. Yeah, I was truly appalled. (laughs) My innocence was robbed. That was the first day. Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, very disgusting. Oh my god! I'm sorry. I just thought of that, and I can't stop stop laughing. All right. Well, let's move on. Um, (laughs) Unless you have anything else to say, but it sounds like you don't because you're going off the rails. (laughs) Okay, that's rude. (laughs) Um, but I want to talk about Obi Wan Kenobi, which is a six episode quote unquote mini series even though all the fucking disney plus shows are six episodes um, except for andor except for andor which is like Sorry. a fucking saga apparently um but the first two episodes dropped on friday and normally i don't like talking about disney plus shows in particular until they're over but i want to talk about this just because it's oh, troubling to no me. spoilies i haven't watched it i'm yet. I'm not going to spoil anything. There's one thing that I'm 95% sure is in the trailers and is given away like 10 minutes in. So I will be talking about that. Um, okay. I also have been on the internet. So I've seen. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just like really disappointed and it's, it's been getting me thinking because I don't know what is going on with star Wars. I truly don't know. I think that they like, they're reeling from Rise of Skywalker in a way. I don't think they need to. I think for some fucking reason, I don't think Marvel does this, but Star Wars is like so scared of its own fan base, which is a very toxic fan base. Don't get me wrong. But they've they've taken that criticism and now they're just turning out like really safe, dare I say, boring shit on Disney+. Plus. I did not like Book of, Bo- Book of Boba Fett, as you know. Right. I didn't even Neither watch did the I. entirety of that show because it got so stale. And then I just went back when Mando showed up. Mm-hmm. I do like I do like the Mandalorian. The one thing I don't like about the Mandalorian, specifically the first season, is that there's not a huge narrative connecting thread. But these shows, for the most part, are just like very stylistically uninteresting. Very, very very repetitive production can you give an example uh example we start on tatooine once a fucking again with obi-wan i i i don't have uh, no i do have beef against tatooine you guys it's an iconic star wars planet but like i'm sick of the deserts and i'm glad that they left at the end of episode one (laughs) 
Um, oh, they did. Thank God. Who knows if they'll go back, but it's just like, it's just very repetitive. And that coupled with camera work, that's very like flat. Mm. I just, I, I'm just disappointed. Cause I thought with like Obi-Wan, you know, a character deserving of like great respect and like a budget and everything. I mean, it looks, it looks good, but it's just repetitive. It looks like stuff they've done before. <sighs> and then it just kind of lands on the character shoulders to make the show interesting. And I'm sorry to say that Il McGregor is so far, again, we're only two episodes in, we're 33% done, but Il McGregor is given like really nothing to do and they've kind of turned up the passivism on his character to like an 11 so he's reluctant to fight which is not interesting when there's bad guys chasing after him um yeah and i will say that's not interesting too when part of the repetitiveness has to me for me at least this is my complaint about star wars getting repetitive is like the blaster fights like we've gotten no lightsabers like lightsaber action And I feel like that that's like so iconic to the Star Wars universe because it's like great choreography and it like encapsulates like so many different fighting styles and it's visually stunning and we get none of that with the TV shows. And so that's what I was looking forward to with this show. So to hear that he's like reluctant to fight when you know that he can like kick ass and like cut off limbs and shit, it's like, do it. And my my question with the lack of lightsaber fights, it's like, why? I don't think it's that expensive to do. doing that? It's not that it's, the only CGI is the light effects of the lightsabers. So I don't get that. And it it really seems like the whole Darth Vader rematch they're teasing is probably going to be right at the end of episode six. Um, But the other character I have to talk about, and this is something, I guess I didn't really register it until I watched the show, but uh, child princess Leia is on the show. Mm -hmm. She shows up about like 10 minutes into episode one. And she's a child, like she's like eight or nine years old. And oh my God, you guys, the actress they got for her is she's not good. She's a whiny little brat. I don't know. You've probably seen this on Twitter, but in both episode one and two, they have these awful chase scenes with her where she is a little child with little tiny legs and she's somehow outrunning like bad guys. And if you look at the footage of the bad guys, like running behind her, the actors, you could tell they're purposely like slowing down their run. So that it's just really unprofessional. Um, and she's annoying. She's like a burden on Obi-Wan. She's not funny. She's not Wait. cute. And it feels, okay. it like besmirches her character. Like I really wish, there's no good reason why they couldn't have set this like five years later set. She was at least like a teenager. That would have been at least a little better. But she's this like annoying little shit that's getting into trouble. He's like a babysitter. Oh, interesting. And it's also, it's it's just like, I don't know. I'm I'm gonna have to watch it because I'm interested how these two characters have been brought back to each other when to me it seemed like the safest bet was for Leia to go one way and Luke to go the other and they don't come back to each other because like yeah. we don't want to get caught. They're literally killing Jedi out here. Yeah. That being said, the coolest thing about the show, like I said, is Inquisitor Riva. She's fucking awesome. And I really hope that she doesn't die. Uh, I don't want to say anything else, but she's really cool. I like her a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And I will keep watching. I don't know if I'll watch every day on Wednesday mm-hmm. when it drops. Right. <laughs> but my thing is with the Star Wars shows, that's just, I know this is only the third one, but I'm just like, like I said about Andor, it doesn't, it doesn't make me excited too, because I feel like it's the same tone throughout this, all these shows. There's like very little joy. 
it, the color palette is very dim. Like this is Star Wars. Like it's, it's it's a whole galaxy of adventures to be had, and it feels like we're just turning our wheels. It's the same dour tone, same color palette. Like it's just the same, and it's just making me disappointed because there's a whole range of tones and genres even you could explore that they're not doing. That's why to bring it back to what I was saying earlier, that's why I'm disappointed by the lack of film news because like, I want that Taika Waititi Star Wars movie. Please give that to me because that's going to be something that should be so tonally different. Than I forgot what about that. Exactly. It's been so long since they exactly. announced that. I completely forgot yeah. about that. I want that. I want like a Star Wars, like buddy comedy, like just something different than yeah. what they've been doing. I love yeah. Star Wars so much and it's just getting rote for me. That's why the most exciting Star Wars things is happening like in the video games because they're trying new things. Right. Yeah, it's hard. I feel like, like you said, they're afraid. Lucasfilm is like afraid of the fan base because after like, I feel like they're not making movies because after the, after Solo completely fucking flopped and like destroyed their plans for the movies. Yeah, Solo was not good. Solo was not even good for the studio. (laughs) Um, Aside from being a bad film, it just fucked them up totally. I feel like that was when they were like, shit, we can't keep doing this. And then the fact that people didn't like really like the sequel trilogy. I mean, a, a lot of us did, but I feel like the the noise came, a lot, came from a lot of the haters and like that's yeah. who they're bending to. And it's very frustrating. Yeah, I think it's likely. I mean, they also didn't have any news on the supposed Rogue Squadron movie that Patty Jenkins is supposedly not directing anymore. So I think that's probably likely to be canceled and that's supposed to come out next winter. So oh. if that's if that's canceled, then we won't have another star wars movie until 2025 or 26 apparently so hopefully that's a big enough break for them to like get it together but i really just want them to just try new things and make shows and films about like people that aren't white men or white brunette women like let's expand <laughs> that like give me a star wars movie or show about a fucking alien like the tweet said there's over I 20 million sentient species saw someone say that exact thing on Twitter. They were like a TV show with an alien male lead would be so interesting. And not a humanoid, like fucking Ahsoka, like an actual fucking alien. <laughs> right. Right. Just something. So we shall see, but those are my thoughts. Um, disappointing. <laughs> very disappointing. I will say, I mean, I thought here's the thing. I think the reason why they're giving us these dry ass TV shows is because like, the Mandalorian like ate that shit up so good that they think that like that's what we like and it's like the Mandalorian worked because that was the different thing Mm -hmm. it was like western style like exactly like we had never seen that before but now we're like seeing it over and over and over again and it's like okay I'm losing trust in you guys because I feel like this is the only thing you can do yeah cool and I think that that technology they have that they created for the Mandalorian I forget what it's called but it's like how they they can like change the background and the actors are like in a circle basically and there's screens all around them and it looks really realistic. They created that for the Mandalorian and it was revolutionary. That's really cool. But I feel like that is also hindering them now because they're using that on all the star Wars shows to save money. But it, I think that's what leads to this really uninteresting camera work and not exciting action sequences because there's only so much they could do in that like bubble that they have for these like virtual sets. 
Yeah. I don't know, also, dude. something I just remembered really quick. Sorry to drag this on. No, it's okay. Something really quick I just remembered I saw like in the the news was that they were saying that after Solo, they realized that they can't really recast like the old characters. So like, mm-hmm. spoiler alert for Boba Fett, like when Luke, young Luke comes back, they used Mark Hamill for that. And like, I think they're th- that's creating a problem for them too, because like now they have to try and either reinvent the wheel or like get these old actors to come back to like do stuff for these characters that they haven't played in decades. And like, I think that's just making things harder for them too. Cause it's not like they can just bring back these characters that people love again, like at a moment's notice, like they can't do that. Luckily Mark Hamill is a fucking nerd and loves star Wars. So he's always down to do it. But like Harrison is Harrison Ford going to come back and do this again. Probably not. He literally asked them to kill off Han Solo. Like he's not going to come back. Obviously, we can't bring Carrie Fisher back. No. Rightfully. But so it's like, I feel like that's another hurdle that they have to overcome is that they realize that they can't just like bring in young lookalike actors. Although would love to see more Sebastian Gambino. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say would love to see Sebastian Stan play Luke. That too. He, looks just like he does. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I need them to realize too that we can also like break out of the timelines. We don't have to be right. working in the timelines. Have to be. This is a whole ass story that existed before the prequels and goes, I mean, it hasn't been written yet, but goes past the sequel trilogy. Like we can expand you guys. Right. It doesn't have to be. Yeah. It is very set in like a specific time frame. Yeah. I would love to go back to the prequels era almost like a little bit before Obi-Wan even before like I would love to see more Clone Wars era stuff well they they also have this show that we heard about like over a year ago again no new news on it called the Acolyte which is apparently about the first like Sith I would watch that I would watch that too where's the news on that I just miss how political like how I liked how the one thing I did like about the prequels is how political they were because I think that's so interesting because I hate when people are like with fandom stuff this isn't politics it's like Star (laughs) Wars is literally politics and I think that's (laughs) so interesting and I feel like in these times it would be great to have like more politics heavy Star Wars just to help get people more engaged like honestly that sounds dumb but i feel like that's what that's what i liked about the prequels it makes it interesting it's like heavy politics yeah no that's true Hmm. anyway we should write a star wars movie uh, honestly if if (laughs) i were to have if i were to make an attempt at writing any movie i would try i would write a star wars movie same with directing i swear to god i know everyone thinks they could do that but in my head i genuinely think i could do something like pretty decent in my head i would rewrite one of the (laughs) harry potter movies (laughs) Cause y'all know, y'all already know. I hate those movies. <laughs> I would I just, do the sixth movie justice. That's it's what just one of those things. Like when you're actually a fan, you're like, how are they not seeing what could be done with this? Right. That's like, what's frustrating. <laughs> give me a budget and I'll show that's, you. <laughs> that's what's super frustrating. That's why that's again, bringing up what I like about stranger things is that clearly the people they brought in are just like big old nerds that love this shit because like they do that show so well. So it's like, why can't other studios do the same? Like bring in some fucking star Wars nerds. They're everywhere. They will write great content. Exactly. (sighs) Anyway, I think we've rambled long enough, (laughs) but I will say you guys last week, I was shocked. I love that our 50th episode celebration was actually a shortest episode ever by a good four minutes. (laughs) <laughs> wow that's a lot of minutes i feel like this is gonna be a long one <laughs> maybe 
but it's weird because like we had that whole trivia section at the beginning of it too and we still talked about news and stuff and media moments that's true and it was 54 i don't know how that happened but you're welcome for that you're welcome well you're not going to get that this week because it's already 9 45 that's true (laughs) um well stay tuned for next week i can imagine by the way you guys I'll be talking about a lot of gaming news next week because <gasps> lots of gaming press conferences are happening in the next week because even though E3 was canceled, people are still having press conferences. So I love that. get ready for that. Can't wait. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to find a way to see Top Gun Maverick sometime in next week. So maybe I'll okay, talk about wait, that. Okay, wait, message me because I actually want to see it too. A lot of, I, I know like three people that saw it this weekend that all said it was really good. And so I'm like, hmm. I was going to see it tomorrow. You want to go? I can't. I'm going to see a movie with Nick, actually. Wait, really? Yeah, we're hanging out. Sorry. He didn't tell me about that. Oh, secrecy. Wait, what are you guys seeing? We're going to the Noma Outdoor Movie Series. They're doing Space Jam tomorrow at the park. He didn't tell me about that at all. (laughs) Are you kidding? I'm going to call him out about that. That's my best friend. (laughs) Wait, wait, not Space Jam 2, though, right? No, the first That's one. Fucking awful. It's part of their nostalgia series. So I know it's wow. the first one. They are showing Ferris Bueller soon, which could be cool. We should all go, the three of us. That'd be so Ooh. cute. That'd I've be never cute. seen we'll Ferris talk. Bueller, and we'll I know talk. you love that movie. Yeah, we'll, we'll, talk. we'll talk. Yeah, wait. You've never <laughs> seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off? No. Are you dead ass? I'm dead ass. I know you love that movie. I know you love it. That's shocking. I know. Okay, I haven't seen a lot of it. Go. I haven't seen a lot of like classics, so. Oh my god, that's shocking! I've that's only seen the Breakfast movie. Club like one time, and I barely remember it. <sighs> okay, I know, I know we'll it's talk. a good movie. We'll talk. Yeah. Anyway, we'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> uh, um, but uh, thank you for listening, and have a good night. You don't have any homework this week. Good for you guys. Yeah, good for you guys. Take the week off. Relax. <laughs> we'll be back yeah. next week with more. Yeah, yeah we will. <laughs> okay, bye. Wait, I almost hit the leave button. Oh my God, (laughs) don't you dare. Sometimes I I do that. (laughs) At the end when I go, you know how sometimes I say, how do I end this? It's because I'm debating like mentally if I should (laughs) click end or click the little stop button. Oh my God. (laughs) Okay, bye.